The foundation of stewardship. You all want to learn about the foundation of stewardship? Say yes. Good, you're awake. That's preaching 101. You learn that. And preaching 101, you look for some response from the people. No, they don't really do that. I'm making that up. Foundations of stewardship. Genesis 1 and 1. This is all of it. Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hmm. God created. Don't say nothing about me in there. Don't say anything about you in there. The heavens and the earth. We gloss over this verse quite a bit. It kind of just passes right by to see what else this book has to say. As you read the Old Testament, you got to be careful. Say, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm reading it this year. I'm on the reading plan. I'm going to get all the way through. I'm going to get Genesis to, to, to Revelation. Man, when you get to that begat, begat, and begat, and begat, you let me know how that reading plan is holding up. Everybody done begat everybody. Then I gloss over. Let's see, begat, yeah, everybody begat everybody. All right, now let's get to the next chapter. You can't gloss over this verse. I want to spend just a second on it before we move along because I think it fully establishes everything that stewardship is. What the verse is truly telling us is that God Himself has absolute rights and ownerships, ownership over all things. Absolute right and ownership. It all belongs to Him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It all belongs to Him. If we get this wrong, nothing else in our life will ever really be right. In some of my studies, I, I, I saw it written, missing this part of the Bible, that it all belongs to God, that He has absolute rights and ownership of all things, that nothing else will be right in our life. If we don't get this, it says, it's like misaligning the top button on your shirt or blouse. Nothing else will line up. When you get this wrong, it'll never be right. God owns it all. Hmm. Say, what's mine is mine. I'll work for this. In the beginning, shh, well, I like to tell them, shh, them haters, shh. pipe it down. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. That means you less than. Hmm. Okay. God created the heavens and earth. Not understanding this means that you will never be able to understand stewardship in the way that you should. Anything that seems to line up in your life without understanding this will only be a falsehood of the enemy. It will be a lie of the enemy. Making you think what is not so good is actually okay. Making you believe what is okay to be in your life 
because it's not a sin, is actually not good for your life because it binds you and bounds you by the power of the enemy and you cannot overcome because it's not supposed to be there in the first place and you're wondering why you can't manage it. You have to fully grasp that God is the owner of everything in my life or in our life. So let's do a little short activity. I want you to repeat after me. Can you do that? Here we go. God has full rights and ownership of everything in my life. Mm. Do you mean it? Repeat after me again. Say, God has full rights and ownership of everything in my life. Mmm. Mmm. I'm going to have to get rid of some stuff. My goodness. That ain't even supposed to be there. Some of y'all are going to have to get rid of some stuff. Hmm. What you mean by get rid of? I don't know. You manage your tongue right? Might have to get rid of some of that vocabulary. He gave it to you, didn't he? You're supposed to manage it, aren't you? Full rights and ownership of everything in my life. It's only when you understand all of this that you can begin to understand the doctrine of stewardship. It's the most basic, rudimentary foundation that begins understanding how to manage the good things that God puts in your life, being a good steward. Your defines is at the basis of your relationship with God. Humanity is not on equal ground with God the Father. He's greater than. He's the creator. He's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and end. He's a provider. He's a healer. He's our refuge. We simply just aren't on equal ground with God the Father. He is greater than. In the beginning, He created. He created me. I come up under the authority of God. I'm not equal to. If I think that I am equal to, I cannot steward because I cannot understand that everything I have comes from Him. If I think that in any way, shape, or form I am equal to, I'm incapable of stewarding what it is that God has put in my life. He is God and I am not. He has attributes that we do not have. He's omniscient, omniscience, meaning that He knows everything. He's omnipotent. That's a lot of power. 
I mean, he's stronger than you. And in your weakness today, not sure what you're struggling with. But he is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He goes with you. You're never alone. You're never alone. And here's another newsflash. Those that you may be concerned about, family members, grandkids, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, grandparents, kids, siblings, God is with them too. You don't have to struggle with that. They can't go anywhere and escape the love of God. You can't escape His presence. He's with you. That simply is a godly characteristic. I can't have that. I can pray for you, but I am not omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. If you're a believer and you've accepted Christ as your Savior, then build your life on the fact that God is owner, catch this, and you are simply manager. God is owner, you're facilitator. God is owner, he's the maker of all things. You simply facilitate and manage what it is that He has put in your life. If you're having trouble managing some things in your life, you have to go back and find out where did this come from. Is it of my carnal fleshly desires that I decided these were going to be things that I would force to be in my life? Or are these the gifts that God put in my life and then therefore I can begin to facilitate and manage these gifts a little bit better? You're going to have to get rid of some stuff. I don't know what it is. He gave you a mind. The Bible says renew it every day. Do you manage your mind in a godly way? It's a gift, right? There are some people praying today for a sound mind. They don't have it. It's a gift to have a sound mind. Shame on us for potentially not managing the mind. Hmm. A long way from money. You understand stewardship, you just turn your pockets inside out talking about what what do you need? How much do you need to get that message out, God? It all becomes inconsequential. He is owner. You are manager. When you begin to think this way, it will open up a whole other life for you. It pains me to say that we have many believers that are very poor managers. Mm. If I see you all line up and I say, if you believe you've been managing something poor in your life that is from God, I'm going to say, hold on, hold on. Make some room there. I might cut in front of Dustin. Let me get in there, dog. I got some jacked up stuff too I to mess with. I got to get rid of some stuff too, dog. Pray for me. Don't have to be so hypocritical. The church always want to cut somebody. You better pray for them. You not God. He created. Lots of us. One of him. 
Somebody say amen if you believe that. Great ownership, poor management. We see it all the time. I could walk in a restaurant today, and if the door was dirty, I wouldn't think, man, who owns this place? I'd be saying, hey, this poor management. You can't keep your front door. No telling what you're cooking my food in. Great ownership in the life of a Christian. I'm owned by one that has defeated the enemy. I'm owned by one that actually conquered death and the grave. I need to learn to be a better manager, a better steward, a better facilitator of the things in my life that He's blessed me with. That will allow you to put a lot of things into perspective in your life, even if it's life itself. Be glad you got something to complain about. Someone's life will end today. For those that know the Lord, they'll be called away. They'll meet Jesus, take on that glorified body. The sad news is that some may not know Him. So I encourage you today, in order to be a good steward of the life that you've been given on this earth, turn your life over to God. Be a child of God, a Christian, a Christ follower. Invite Him into your heart. Ask Him, say, Lord, be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of all of my sin. Cleanse me. Make me new. And you will be on your way to being able to be a steward in the way that I'm talking about today. Once you accept your role as a manager rather than owner, you're on your way to at least understanding good stewardship. As a manager, you begin to value things in a way that you haven't valued them before. Your perspective is beginning to change. You see things as gifts and blessings when maybe before you couldn't. When you understand that He's God, you're not, that He's the owner, you're the manager, and that's the type of relationship that exists here, that He loves me so much, He bestows all of these blessings on my life, He becomes the Lord of my life, and as I begin to see these things now from a godly perspective, my worldly perspective changes and it becomes a spiritual interaction with all the stuff in my life. I've told you all a few times, I've been uh, watching my diet in the last six to ten months. I don't put that over in the spiritual category, man. That's wild. Why? Because God gave me this body. It's hard, too. 
I want the supersize. Sir, would you like that, y'all? Yes. Do you want cheese on that? Yes. Put everything on there that comes on it. You don't have to ask me. Yes. Yes, I want that. Cotton candy ice cream cone from down at the Dairy Queen? That is heavenly. If you ain't had it, do not go try it. Because I'm going to tell you when it's the best. When it's not a big line and you get in there and they just barely dipped it in and then they hand it to you. It's like a mix of cotton candy. It ain't hardened up yet. That dip is heavenly. So what does that have to do anything? I'm just battling the flesh trying to take care of this body. Why? Because I got a lot of preaching left to do. I got a lot of loving left to do. I got a grandbaby that's two weeks old. I got to show him some stuff. I got to let him see some stuff. I got a couple kids back here in the sound booth. I got to keep leading. I got folks in the chairs that need Jesus, that God's called me to be the shepherd of. Take care of the body. Be healthy. Hmm. I didn't ever think the stewardship was all about that. Yeah. Hmm. Some of y'all going on today like, Dad, you're going to be thinking about stewardship when you look in the fridge. Look, you, don't go to, you do not go to hell if you eat bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying where I took it to. So, hmm, that's kind of wild. If you ain't there yet, because I fall off the wagon at least, let's see, the seven days in a week. I fall off the wagon four, I stay good about three. I figure that all balances out in the end. I can't get this right. I'll try to get it right today. If y'all ain't there yet with me spiritually on the diet thing, go ahead and crush a little bit extra for me. Say this one for Pastor Scott. It might make you feel better about it. I'm going to crush this extra bag of Fritos for Pastor Scott. Them chili-favored Fritos. Y'all know what they are, them chili them chili ones. No, I'm actually hot. Perspective. I got to get back on my notes. I got out of practice for one week, see? Get on these notes. When you become a manager and you begin to understand this perspective here that I'm, that I'm giving you about everything, right? I got all the way down to eating habits, right? Like what? What? But it's true. You begin to evaluate your purpose differently in life when you see the things in your life, your calling, vision. You begin to understand all the things that he's actually calling you to be a manager of. Think about your life today. What is it that God's calling you to be in charge of? The blessings in your life. When you begin to realize your divine appointment of serving in the kingdom of God, you will see things begin to happen in your life. Your perspective on these things will begin to shift from ground level to heavenly level. See, when I'm down here at ground level, I can't see everything the way that I can from when I'm up here. When I just take things for face value on a carnal level, an earthly level, rather than saying to your problems in life, maybe that person at work that keep telling you off, rather than coming in talking about, I'm going to get them today, let them catch me at that coffee pot. Rather than that, Maybe on your way to work, you should be praying, God, what are you trying to show me through this? How can I better manage my emotions? How can I be a better steward of my emotions? Emotions come from God, don't they? In the beginning, 
God is the maker of all. God, how can I better be manager of that? A temper, emotions, stewardship. See, we're not talking about money yet. When you understand all of this and God starts pouring out the blessings in your life, the money's the easy part. It's the easy part. You will be trying to figure out ways that you can give more into the kingdom. I do it all the time. Your divine appointment changes your perspective. You will begin to see today, tomorrow, next week, your future as a future with hopes, dreams, and plans from God. You begin to realize the opportunity as a steward of the great gifts that God has bestowed upon you, the opportunity to influence your future for good, to influence the world around you. Sometimes it may take things being taken away from you before you begin to appropriately understand everything that I'm talking about today. It's possible for you to lose things that God put in your life if you mismanage them. I've lost things in my life that were from God that I mismanaged. I bring them back into my life by understanding, and sometimes they look different when you get them back, whatever it might be. I mean, that's how a car gets repoed, right? Say, no, God wanted me to get that repoed. Knock it off. Wasn't supposed to be there, or you mismanage the opportunity to make a living. The blessing, whatever it might be, it always goes back to mismanagement. So I'm going to end it right here for today. 1 Peter 4 and 10. I don't know if I have it up there or not. It would be my very last one if I have it. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received. Mm, Each of you. Each of you. Raise your hand if that's you out there. Say, no, that's just you, Pastor Scott. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Wow. Talk about packing a church out. Where is everybody at? I'm out for the pandemic. Boy, these churches ought to be packed when we get a vaccine, boy. These things ought to be. I need 13 more thousand square feet. There's so many people from the pandemic now. We ought to be packed. Y'all wasn't here before the pandemic. And if you out for it, man, I get that. I'm not disrespecting that. That's why I sent the text message out saying, hey, man, pop the mask on. Let's try to. Let's try to, you know, see if we can help flatten the curve here. We see a little uptick. I get all that, man. I get it. I get it. If it makes someone more comfortable that we put that on and they come to the house of God, then, man, maybe I ought to do my due diligence and pop that on. But some of y'all folks, man, you just added it to your line of excuses. Talk about, boy, I got a good one now. I ain't been to church but on Christmas this last year, but we got the pandemic now, so I'm just going to use that. 
Most preachers not going to preach that, but I'm going to toss it out there to you. I'm going to toss it out there to you. We ought to be packed. Membership, boy, going to go up from a couple hundred to five, six, seven hundred thousand. Really coming down to stewardship. What do you do with your time? What do you do with your talent? What do you do with your gift? What do you do with your treasures? That too hard of preaching? Y'all got real quiet. Say, boy, you browbeat us today, Pastor. So I've been out for a week. <laughs> Use whatever gift to serve others. Now, I love this right here. As faithful stewards of God's grace, I love this, God's grace. Y'all can't, don't, don't try to be the grace measurement now. This is sin, that is sin. Can you get to heaven? Can you? you can't measure God's grace. Just, just stop that. Don't put anybody on the grace meter. Stop. You can't, you can't measure his grace. Because Paul actually says, he, he preached grace so hard that when he was preaching, they said, Paul, what, should we just go on and keep sinning then? You said there's so much grace out there, should we keep sinning? He said, no, absolutely not. You should try to be stewards and live right. But when we slip, trip, and fall because of the condition of humanity, grace has you covered. So now, faithful stewards, use your gifts to serve others. Faithful, faith, faithful, somebody say faithful. Faithful stewards of God's grace. Here's what I like. In various forms, that brings all y'all in. I need grace maybe where you don't. We're all imperfect. But His grace in various forms, that bring everybody into the family. Come on in. 